Welcome to Mixtapes and Heartbreaks, episode 28. I'm your host, Joshua. I'm your host, Diana. I'm trying to get onto the couch here. Not working. Having a little bit of trouble. Should have done that first. Yeah. We'll just edit that part out. No, no, we're good. <laughs> uh, we took a week off. Uh, we were both feeling a little under the weather. And uh, just decided to... Taking care of old people shit. Taking care of old people shit. I did take care of some shit. I went... Well, I didn't go... I did... It's new. A virtual doctor visit. I've never done one before. And, you know, they send you a text with a link, and you click the link, and then, like, it just pops up. It's like a FaceTime? Yeah, FaceTime the doctor in my car. (laughs) I'm having some weird body uh, pains and what have you. Old man shit. But also, I finally addressed something that's been uh, afflicting me probably my entire life, and uh, she gave me some anti-anxiety medication. How was that going? Uh, it's good. Um, you said you f- you felt super fucked up yesterday. High. I felt high. It felt like taking Xanax. Like you know, like when you when you take a drug that's not prescribed to you, like you don't need it, then it like it does the opposite. You know, like if you take um. What's that uh, they give for OCD? Adderall. Adderall. If you don't need Adderall and you take Adderall, it does the exact opposite of what Adderall does. Like, it makes you, like, like, you know. Well, yeah, that's why people do that when they, like, need to study or, you yeah. know, clean or focus or whatever. Like, Yeah, there's also, like, a bartender thing was, like, just popping Adderalls. I don't know what Adderall does then, I guess. It makes you speedy. <laughs> makes you speed? You're real speed? speedy, yeah. Okay. yeah. I take Quaaludes 10 to 15 times a day for my back pain. Adderall to stay focused. Xanax to take the edge off, pot to mellow me out. Cocaine to wake me back up again and morphine well. Because it's awesome. So yeah, that's been going well. It's only been a couple of days. I was worried. I was really worried that it was going to make me, you know, like zombified you know just like feeling nothing oh no that's anti-anxiety doesn't do that yeah that's uh, like a a behavioral yeah but yeah we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes um getting older dealing with the breaking down of the human body which happens you know wow made it how how long two minutes uh two minutes and 40 seconds into it Mortality. Oh, God. It's my dad's birthday. He's 71. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday, Dad. He's an old man, but he doesn't look it. He looks great. We're going to go to dinner this evening. It's going to be lovely. The, 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 I, I got to talk about the weather. Oh, the weather is turning. <laughs> the weather is turning. Well, it's the first day of fall on Wednesday. And you said that it's going to drop down to the 50s, right? It'll, it'll be cool. <clears throat> nice. I'm excited about that. The yard is dead. <laughs> I can't mow Just it. Get all that old man shit out. Yard is dead. The weather's getting nice. We're all gonna die. Did but you yell at any children lately? No, no, didn't yell at any kids. So there's that. There's that. There is. That. Well, congr- congratulations on going to a doctor. Yeah, I'm. I'm always <clears throat> the reason why I got the anti-anxiety medication because I I always feel like a nuisance to doctors. I always feel like I'm bothering them or wasting their time with things that my ailments aren't real ailments and that I'm just paranoid, uh, hypochondriac, if you will. And that they're just like, nothing's wrong with you, you fucking idiot. Get out of here. That's literally not what they would say. You can pull that arm down too. if you. If and there you go. Also like, that is the entire point of a general practitioner. Right. Right. And also you're not a doctor. So who the fuck knows? I'm not. I mean, the, 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 the problem with technology too, is I could easily get on my phone, go to google.com and type in my symptoms. And of course it's cancer. Oh yeah. Every time. WebMD is either, um, you know, stress or something normal. Mm hmm. And then, or possible cancer. 
Yeah. Mine was a uh, blood clot, <laughs> deep vein thrombosis, and other uh, life-threatening ailments. I'm like, uh, well, I guess I better see never, a doctor. Never Google your symptoms. Yeah, I'm going to stop doing that. That's what the anti-anxiety medication's for us. So I'll stop being so darn paranoid about things. We're talking paranoid delusional psychosis. Well, congratulations on your the road to recovery. Thanks. Thanks. Cool. This show is brought to you by Anthem Brewing. Anthembrewing.com, located at 908 Southwest 4th Street, right here in the heart of Oklahoma City. Go to their website. Check their hours of operation. Check what they have new on tap. Check out what events they have going on. There's always something cool going down. They're building a patio. At Anthem Brewing. They are building a patio just in time for summer to be over. Yeah. <clears throat> but it'll be a good fall patio. Yes. So it's really only cold here, like... Two weeks. Yeah, like in, de- in December. No, it's like February. Yeah. You'll, we'll be, you'll be fine. It'll you'll be, be fine. I'm sure they'll put a fire pit or something out there. <laughs> Probably. All right. Well, Josh's health up- update is also r- brought to you by, d- <laughs> by Diggit, uh, located at 1739 Northwest 16th Street in the plaza. Diggitokc.com. Find them on Instagram at Dig it, OKC. Facebook at Dig it. You'll hear this episode after this, but they keep doing these fall, uh, full moon pop-ups. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll have music and tarot readings, and uh, they have a person that comes out and, like, writes you a fucking poem on a typewriter, mm-hmm. uh, just, like, on the spot. That person has a name and a business. I don't know it. That it's cool. It's, it's it's cool. They do a bunch of a bunch of different things. It's always a party. It looks like a lot of fun. Speaking of the moon, last night we were having some beverages on the porch, and the moon was just bright as balls. It was <laughs> so bright, and I had the I had a couple of beverages, <clears throat> a little intoxicated, and I said, "What did I say?" Is like, does the moon look fake to you? Something like that. It just looked so bright and so detailed. That it seemed not real. Oh, yeah. You were talking about that for quite a while. Yeah. It's because it's almost full. I know. It's bright. It's and also it the harvest moon. On this harvest moon. So, you know, it's like especially bright. Yeah. It made me think like, no wonder the earliest uh, religions were based on the moon. Because if you don't know any better, you look up at the sky and there's this big, bright ball. You know? It's like, what is that? You worship the moon and the sun. Because they're the two constants. Yeah. They're very large, uh, noticeable <laughs> things in the sky. Oh, yeah. Man, you guys sure talk a lot about the moon. Yes. You got a problem with that? Yeah, we are also brought to you by Block Bar. On Instagram, at the Block Bar. B-L-O-K. They are located at 30 Northeast 2nd Street. The Big Red Shipping Containers in Oklahoma City. We popped in there last night, had a BLT, the vegan BLT, tater tots. Their food is so good. It's so damn good. We had a couple of cocktails from the for the ladies' night, $3 cocktails. They are delicious. Vegan food exclusively made by Plant Dad. Wings on Wednesdays. Tuesdays. Is it Tuesdays? Tuesdays. My bad. It's the best shit you'll ever put in your mouth. It's so tasty. It's so fucking good. Go to Blog Bar. Tell them we sent you. We are not brought to you by, but we just love shouting them out. Orange Peel. Orange Peel on Instagram at Orange Peel OKC in the Al Court in Old Britain. We have a booth there. Champion Vintage. Champion underscore Vintage underscore OKC on Instagram. <laughs> you can check us out. By the time this comes out, we will... Be very close to a pop-up we are going to be doing in Norman, Oklahoma, outside of... Equity Brewing. Equity Brewing. Uh, What is it called? Thrift and Sip? Thrift and Sip. Equity Brewing is right by the train tracks, Mm -hmm. just north of Main Street. Yes. So come check that out. That is September... 26th. 26th. This Sunday. It'll be a great time. 11 to 4. Great time. Check it out. You ready to get the show going? Yeah, I guess. Okay.
Okay, it, we've had guests the past few ones, so uh, I had to look through our IG, that's Instagram for you kids, <laughs> to see who which one of us goes first. And? I guess it's me. You go first. <laughs> What'd you bring us this week? It's been a while since we've done this. It has been a while. Been a while. It's been a while. Um, well, my phone doesn't want to come on, so. Gotta get back in the saddle. You know, dust them cobwebs off. Yeah, I imagine this episode will be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it already is. Oh, we're talking about death and anxiety and... Your, yeah. Oh, you didn't talk about your knee. That's why I went to the doctor. My <laughs> my bum my bum ass knee. It's been doing this thing oh where it, it, it... Like right on the kneecap, it'll like, it feels like a shocking sensation. And it just sends a shockwave down my leg to my ankle. And it hurts so fucking bad. And it only lasts five seconds. It's freak. It's a freaky thing. But I guess, you know, you just get older and your body just starts doing weird shit. Yeah, sitting down all day is not good for you. No, I got to start doing exercises and stretches and shit. Yep. That's why we joined the Y. Yay. All right. <laughs> now that we got your full medical update. Yeah, everyone is updated and they're in the know. Yeah. All right. I have no segue. I'm just going to say what the song is. <laughs> so I picked Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles. tearing down they Putnam City in uh, War Acres is tearing down my middle school and so I guess I've been reflecting upon my childhood a lot mm -hmm. which I guess I was sort of a child but um, yeah the song is like a very prolific memory of my childhood I fucking loved this song when I was a kid mm -hmm. it's kind of a dumb song but it's very catchy and it has a fucking whistle solo Yes, it it certainly does. I uh I used to love this song when I was a young lad. What year did it come out? 1986. 86. So yeah, I'm 4. <laughs> but I mean it's all over the radio. That song, you couldn't escape it. It uh it's it, there's there's so much in it. There's like, is it like saxophone or horn or maybe it's a synthesized horn that like it's just layered. It's so layered. And yeah, the whistle solo. Yeah. I mean, which should be the first basis of it being an incredible song. So it was like the best pop single of 1987. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it came out in 1986 on the Different Light album. It's the third single. It was their first number one single, mm -hmm. Certified Gold. Yeah, Billboard's number one song of 1987. Uh, yeah, I guess the music video is a very like, strong part of this memory. Because well, that, that the, was like peak it's MTV. It's the dance. It's the... Yeah, I used, me and my sister used to do that stupid dance yeah. all the time. I know that you and your siblings probably did too yeah everybody did it was the dance craze of the mid 80s yeah and uh children if you don't know what we're talking about you put one hand just google the video you just google the it. video it's hard to explain but you're walking like an egyptian yeah. hieroglyph yeah you're very flat and 
one two dimensional one dimensional yes yes i I can imagine being in a dance club in the 80s and people doing and that people shit. doing that like it's cool because it was cool there's so many dance crazes that come around they're always terrible like you know you had to walk like an egyptian you skanking had, uh, skanking had the macarena it was big uh the Gangnam style dance. Oh God! And now with TikTok, there's just or you know there's so many Fortnite dances that all the kids do. They're all dumb as shit, but the kids well, yeah, love they, them. They're things that children make up. Of course, they're dumb. Yeah, and then now on TikTok, it's just a big thing to dance to shit, and they make up these dances, and it's like, well, those are challenges. It's weird. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on TikTok. I don't. I don't talk. I'm. So nobody calls it that. I'm 39 years old. <laughs> I don't need to TikTok. I do. Uh, our last it is very important to a lot of people, though. It is. Our last guest, Robbie Harris, uh, likes to send me TikToks all the time that are very cringy of like older people, like terribly lip syncing to shitty like hard rock. It's the best. <laughs> but I, I don't want to get a TikTok because I know I'll just be all the time looking at dumb shit like that. I'm, I guarantee you there's a walk like an Egyptian thing on TikTok for sure. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not on TikTok either, so I can't definitively answer that question. Nope. Did you know the song was banned? So I can't. Okay. So I thought of this song, um, you know, literally 20 minutes ago, which is how I roll. Mm-hmm. Last minute. Yeah. Whoa. Nothing like waiting until the last minute, how it's there. And I was like. Is that song offensive? Like, I looked at the lyrics and, you know, it's just, it was 1986. And now, you know, people have discovered that they have done racist things. Sure. Unintentionally or whatever. Or just like cultural appropriation or just being offensive <coughs> and not realizing it or whatever. I, I remember being a young, a young person thinking that it sounded offensive then. Like in the early 90s when you heard it or like... Not, not that I was like, oh, offended. I'm like, I heard it in my in my head. I go, is this, is this shitty? Is it a shitty <laughs> thing to say? Is it is is walk like an Egyptian? Is that a a euphem? Is that a slang? You know what? I mean? what or is it just? I don't know. You know? Well, it I, it just sounds bad rolling off your tongue. Walk like an Egyptian. Yeah, you're like, oh, what? I mean, considering that the dance is about a people that lived you know yeah one of the first like civilizations of, yeah, yeah, yeah thousands of years ago people don't are not depicted in that way mm-hmm. anymore um how old were you when you realized that egyptians were brown people though um <laughs> way too late in life because when you're way child, after this song oh yeah 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 well in school like they you know there's there's no photographs of ancient egyptians but there's a lot of paintings and sculptures made uh, that are kind of uh, based on the assumption of what they think they look like. And none of them were brown. They were all white people. Have you seen that meme of the high school textbook Egyptian? Mm-mm. It's like a, a white man with blue eyes, like dressed like a... Like Tutankhamun, like a pharaoh or something? Yeah. Yeah. He's like dressed in an Egyptian headdress. Yeah, there's a lot of those. I mean, like, they just recently... Actually, I just read this this weekend. I saw an article that they did a 3D... Uh, what do you call that? Recreation of what Cleopatra would have looked like based on, like, this bust and, like, old drawings of her or whatever. And what you Did know. she look like Elizabeth Taylor? No. <laughs> I mean, she was... Uh, she wasn't Egyptian. She wasn't from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, she looked like a person. But then you see the other ones that are like, King Tut was would have been a, a very deformed um, child. Child. <coughs> he wasn't a handsome man. Yeah. Uh, he had a lot of birth defects and stuff. Uh, so yeah, we, we, we tend to whitewash a lot of things because we think uh, that we, we were the first. We are the people. Like Jesus? Yeah. And no, dude, like, we all came from there. We came from Africa, and then, you know. Yeah. 
Jesus was from Palestine. He was not a white person. No. Far this from is it. like the third time I got to have this conversation. Yeah. It's a good conversation to have with people because yeah. they don't understand if Jesus existed historically. Yeah, he would, would not have been a white man. Well, now, like, I mean, you know, thinking about movies like Cleopatra, like, that that would not get made in current times. Like, a white woman would never, well, I mean, it can get made because people tend, are still playing, you know, races and cultures that sure. are not theirs. Yeah, I mean, it happens all the time. Uh, and it's, I think it's still kind of a shitty thing, too, like casting a Chinese person to play, you know, a, a Japanese, you know, what I mean? like they, they do or that. Or a white person to play a Japanese character, a la Scarlet, Scar, Scarjo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that happens all the fucking time. It's, uh, it doesn't make it a good thing. I'm, I don't know why I can't remember where Cleopatra was actually from. <laughs> I... What an idiot. What an idiot. Greek. She was Macedonian. So yeah, she would have been more white. Yeah. Olive. She would have had a Mediterranean complexion. Yes. But not white. But not, not, white. not Elizabeth Taylor. Not black <laughs> hair. You know, like uh, uh, makeup. <laughs> they wore makeup. Yeah, I guess. They yeah, did. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Like the coal around the eyes. Oh, they yeah, shaved yeah. all their hair and wore wigs for like sanitary reasons yeah you don't like lice and bugs and what have you smart i mean it's a you know good route to go yeah okay so back to the song did you know that walk like an egyptian was banned where in the middle east no in america and the uk twice wow why because it because of the middle east (laughs) yeah um so it was banned when we went to the first Gulf War. I'm sorry, when we invaded the Middle East in Kuwait, in oh, Iraq. Uh, Desert Storm. Desert Storm. Can we stop for a second? I want to bring something up about Desert Storm because it, it totally, I totally remembered it the other day and I don't know why no one talks about it. Desert Storm was on television live 24 hours a day. Yeah. We, we watched soldiers being killed on TV. 24 hours a day. <clears throat> Not only that, there were Desert Storm trading cards. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Just like... Because <sighs> our culture glorifies war. Yeah. Just like the... Yeah. The, the military-industrial complex of just like making it like not only like <clears throat> okay, but like, yeah, glorifying it. You know, G.I. Joe was really fucking big in the 80s um, during the Cold War. And then Desert Storm it was even got even bigger because, you know, they're military. It's cool. It's cool to invade countries and kill civilians. Apparently, we're still doing it. So it was banned. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if I ever saw... I, kn- I know that it was on live television after 9-11, like mm-hmm. when they had all the whole embedded journalist thing became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so it was banned during the first Gulf War and then kind of shadow banned after 9-11 because, you know, we don't want people thinking about Egyptians uh, mm. because it's, you know, Egypt is now a Muslim country. <laughs> yeah. And that's oh, so that's the other thing that I think that is weird about how Americans view Egypt. It's either ancient Egypt mm-hmm. who were not white people, mm-hmm. but nobody puts them in a context of like they're African mm-hmm. and brown mm-hmm. or like current Egypt. Like nobody has the concept that that is a Muslim country, but they are still African. Mm-hmm. Like nobody puts that together it's just like this it lives in its own little space yeah but also like when you see like a movie's portrayal of egypt it's always just like desert camels the fucking pyramids like have you ever seen a picture of 
Cairo is like it's right there. The it's city right. is literally right there. Yeah, when you see a picture of the Great Pyramids, it's like it's always from a a desert view, mm-hmm. and you think that it's like the super remote thing. But there's a pretty famous photo. It's like it's a mile down the street. Yeah, yeah. It's like if the Devon Tower, yeah, were the pyramids, yeah. and Oklahoma City is just like built around it. And it's a very large city. It's not. Yeah. It's not huts and like stucco like the you know the movies it's there's there's buildings it's there's businesses it is a modern city it's a modern city that happens so often in movies and it it really bothers me that they don't like portray these cities the way they these places i I know there's you gotta have like a fantastical view but i think what it does is it it makes i think it's part of the military thing as well that it's you know the war machine that if you keep people thinking that that's what it actually is, that it's just dirt and nothing, and these people are, uh, everyone there is militant. Everyone there wants to kill America. You know what I mean? If you keep... Oh, yeah. All Egyptians are, like, Muslim terrorists now. Yeah. When that's not the truth at, at all, show the other side of it. Show show the rest of it. Well, I mean, that brings up an important conversation where, you know, if you're speaking about a culture or portraying something in a movie or, you know, on television that should be portrayed by the person whose culture you're t- talking about. Right? Right. I totally agree. Because of what what we're discussing is those views are coming through the lens of white people. Mm-hmm. So if that's what you think it is, like that's what you're going to show. Right. And that's why I'm glad we have things like Reservation Dogs right now on Hulu, you know, something that's made by, you know, an indigenous person starring mostly all, I mean, the core cast is all They're all native. indigenous. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's like, you know, Bill, Bill Burr was in it and there's, you know, Bobby The crew Lee. was all indigenous. Yeah. And I think that's cool. And it shows, it shows that side of of America, you know, like it's not as a white man, you know, who's, I don't know if my ancestors were call, you know, colonizers. I don't know that. I have no idea, but white people were, you know, like Europeans came over here and stole fucking land. And then they kept pushing them further and further away. And that, that continues to happen up until like the 1960s and seventies where they were pushing, you know, black people further and further away like or moving you know moving themselves out and just leaving the cities to rot right but yeah it, what reservation Dogs does it shows what life is like on on reservations and and being uh native and you're kind of fucked <laughs> like it's it's not good you know it's not like we gave them a great place to live you know well, if that was the intention of it. Yeah, and I think that's awesome that they do that. It's also a really good show. Did you say awesome? Yeah. No, I said, I said it's awesome that they, the show, the show is awesome. <laughs> it's awesome that they did the show. Okay. It's, it's not, not awesome, it is not awesome that we put them on reservations. No, it's okay, actually, clarifying. it's the opposite of awesome. It's pretty bogus. Bogus. If you ask me, it's pretty bogus. Bogus. Well, yeah. I mean, the consequence of Reservation Dogs. So, you know, it was created by Sterling Harjo and Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. You know, Taika becomes, you know, what he currently is, is like major star mm-hmm. director. Mm-hmm. And so he is allowing, you know, he his success allows this other thing to happen. And now Sterling's su- success is allowing other doors to open for all the people that worked on that show mm-hmm. and they're getting to tell, you know, their story. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack is all local Oklahoma artists for the most is part. It? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so it just, you know, it spider webs from there from so, you know, people can tell their own stories mm-hmm. and have success and that's how it should work. That's how it should work across the board with everything instead of White men holding all the power? Yeah, or just greed in general. Just like, no, I got mine. I'm going to hold on to it. Like, no, fucking pull 
pull someone else up. It, it's like the barrel of monkeys. You, you hook arms and you just pull it. You, yeah. you help each other out. Up to the tat. I scratched your back, Bruce. I scratched it good and hard. Now, either you scratch my back or you're going to get my size 10 boot up your ass. Speaking of the top, so the Bengals, it charted. It did chart. It, yeah. You know, if you if you look at any um, any like <clears throat> list of you know greatest pop songs or you know eighty songs or anything like that, like this song is on there. Yeah, I mean, "Walk Like an Egyptian" is one of the most quintessential songs of the eighties. You have "She's Blinding Me with Science." <laughs> you've got uh, "Video Killed the Radio Star." Walk like an Egyptian. Maybe, maybe like a, a Tiffany. I think we're alone now. I think we're alone now. Maybe that. Debbie Gibson was a pop star, but can you name one of her songs? Debbie Gibson? Electric Youth? Yeah. But I don't know how that song goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Walk like an Egyptian. Everybody knows that fucking song. It's just, it's so simple. The melody is cool. Um... It has a whistle solo. It's got a whistle solo. The harmonies are really cool. I mean, the Bengals were like this all-female, I guess you'd call them a pop band. I would say they're more in the vein of like like the Go-Go's kind of, with kind of a punk rock. They're kind of, they're a little bit more rock than pop, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, uh, like you got Susanna Hoffs. So I was reading um, in my cursory, cursory mm-hmm. research. Do you know the part in the video? And I think I knew, I think I'd already know this about Susanna Hoff. Uh, in the video, there's like a famous part where it's just like her face and she's like looking from side to side, mm-hmm. you know? So they filmed that. Well, A, she didn't know that she was being filmed doing that. Oh. And so they filmed the live part, or the, like the band part where they're playing the song in front of a live audience and mm-hmm. they recorded it. So she, I guess so she has horrible stage fright. And so she's looking at people in the audience and that how that's how she, by connecting with people yeah. in the audience, that's how she could perform. So she's just, she's just looking at people, trying not to like fuck up the song. Yeah. And she didn't realize that they had like close up on, like pulled in on her face. But it's like one of the most like iconic parts of that video sort of. That's you know? interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. I think I'd read an interview i probably saw it on fucking entertainment tonight or something like that but i knew that that's the device that she used Mm -hmm. to be able to perform on stage is by like finding somebody to focus on yeah that video was uh that's a vh1 staple for sure oh yeah uh i believe there was a pop-up video for it yeah i remember being a kid and thinking those women were hot you have a thing for Susanna Hoff? I thought she was such a babe. You and they friends, all, buddy. They all were. They were all beautiful. She's magically Um, I don't know her name. Because um, I'm, I'm a terrible person. But I liked the uh, really tall one with blonde hair. Is mm-hmm. she the bass player? Yes. Victoria Patterson, maybe? Is that her name? Uh, Yeah, I really... I liked the Bangles. I liked, I liked the Go-Go's. I liked all female... There's there's a few all female bands back in the day that that really ripped and should have got more uh more success than they had. I mean they were highly successful, but they should have got more recognition for for being musicians, you know, and not just like pretty faces or like they could dance, you know what I mean? Like they they played their instruments, they wrote their songs. Yeah, people don't really talk about the fact that they were musicians. They kind of just like like their music just kind of exists, mm-hmm. you know, and two of their most famous songs were written by other people. So that doesn't really help the situation. Yeah. But that happened a lot in the eighties. Well, like, yeah, it happens in music. Well, I mean, hell Elton John's one of the greatest, you know, songwriters ever. And all he, he wrote the music. Bernie Toppin wrote all the lyrics. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's so many artists that are musicians that, you know, Maybe get a little help in hand. Yeah. You can't all be hits. So you need someone who knows how to write a hit. They can't all be bangers. Can't all be bangers. There will be turds. <laughs> <laughs> Name of the episode. There it is. All right. That was my song. 
Walk like an Egyptian Walk like an Egyptian trip to the 80s yeah i like it um for my song i'm keeping it semi-modern although it's a little depressing to think of how long ago this actually was um i told you about my 25 year context story last night right what is it i was talking about reading this article it was talking about a first nation getting tap water for the first time in 25 years and i was just like mm-hmm. that's so crazy they haven't had tap water since the 60s you know because yeah. i don't know how to put 25 years okay. in context and then they said 1997 and i was just like fuck i was Jesus. in high school yeah 97 so i'm taking it back to 2003 taking it back which was almost fucking 20 years ago that's insane 17 years ago wow Wow. It's 18. It is 18. <laughs> Jesus. This song is old enough to drive. This it song is. is old enough to vote. This song is old enough to get its nipples pierced if you wanted to. It can buy a pack of ciggies. You can buy a pack of ciggies. The band is Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. And the song is Maps. Yay! I chose this song because I was thinking about songs from... Ooh, a lady episode. It's a lady ep. Ooh, it's a lady. From back in that era, you know, that whole um, the, like post-punk revival with like all the the bands. Yeah. The Hives, The Strokes, you know, all that shit. The Killers. The Killers, uh, The Vines, The Libertines, <laughs> and so on. Uh, I really liked the style, like the clothing choices back then were really cool. So I started thinking about bands from then, like songs, and uh, I thought about maps, and I was like, ah, I, I dig it. But then everywhere I went for the next week, everywhere I went, it was playing in stores, in restaurants. I was like, okay, that's that's my sign. It's maps. Yeah, that's doing. still a very popular song. It's an extremely popular song. Probably the most popular single to come out of that. That whole uh, era of rock music. Yeah. Is Karen O the coolest person ever? Uh, Yes. Uh, Karen O is like the female Iggy Pop. Her stage presence is insane. And her vocal styling is so um, unique. Yeah. Like she can sing, but she does a weird inflection. I don't know. It's it's super cool. Yeah. So this song came out in 2003 on the album Fever to Tell, their first record. It was self-financed. They put all their money together to do it themselves because they didn't want any labels or anything saying, muck it up. Right. Um, it's the third single off of that record. It hit number nine on the Billboard Alternative Charts, number 87 on the Hot 100. Ooh. Um. So the band started with Karen O. Uh, went to Anberlin College, Oberlin College, sorry, in Ohio, 
in like the late 90s. She met the drummer there. And then they moved to New York to go to NYU. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. All of these bands are from New York. You went to this cool art college in fucking Ohio, mm-hmm. and now you're moving to New York City. To go to this cool, even cooler art, art school. It's a cliche. Pretty cliche. Okay. And then she, uh, there they met Nick Zinner, the guitar player slash synthesized player. There's no bass in the band. Who's playing bass? No one. No bass. He may, he may also be the coolest guitar player. Oh, the dude looks like a young Nick Cave, I think. Yeah. Right? Big black hair. Mm-hmm. Super skinny. Dresses cool. They all dress cool. Uh, they met at like a local bar. Uh, hit it off and they started like playing coffee shops under the name The Unitards. Beautiful. So it was just the two of them, like, you know, it was a guitar and her singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were inspired by uh, bands like ESG. So they started writing like these grittier, I don't want to say punk, but more punk inspired type songs. Uh, like Nick started making a lot of like drum loops and uh, like. Uh, it's kind of dance punk. Dance punk, like La Tigra, that like yeah. electro pop, uh, like electro clash, I believe is the style name is electro clash. Oh, okay. Uh, it's fucking. Yeah, thing. just synthesizer, guitar, drums, and like a shit ton of samples. And um, it's just a, their, their music is so interesting. I, li- I like them for that. You know, a lot of those the bands just did that garage rock thing. Yeah. Or just like. Slightly overdriven guitars and just like super simple, like three, four chords. Yeah. Trying to sound British, but you're not British. That yeah. kind of thing. Or Swedish. It got a little overdone. Of course. Like everyone wanted to sound like the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And I don't like the Rolling Stones. Yeah. So this song, Maps, is based on a drum loop that Zimmer made. It just all it was just a drum loop that he had. And uh, they lived together. They had an apartment. And so he's playing it back. And Karen, like, walked by the room and asked him what it was. So ladies kept the loop, drum loop going, and she wrote the lyrics and melody right there in, like, five minutes. Wow. And then they added that, like, so the demo, the original demo is, like, super raw, like, almost like a blown-out speaker. Yeah. There's hardly any guitar in it. Uh, Just mostly that, that loop. And then he threw in that, that guitar, like that, that warble. Yeah, that warble guitar, that one note thing. Yeah, changed the whole song. Well, that's how it opens, and that's how it catches you. Yeah, yeah, it really brings you in. It's like, oh, what is that? Um, it's like kind of almost like a tinkling piano. Yeah, and it carries out through yeah. that entire beginning, and then like the you know the dun, 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 just super super simple, and it builds. Uh, it emotionally builds up to the chorus, which, you know, will wait. Mm-hmm. They don't love you like I love you. Which Beyonce used in, I guess, one of her last singles, latest oh. singles, probably a couple of years ago now. Uh, highly influential or inspirational uh, song. Like, so many people sampled it, used parts of it. Um, the song is about the relationship between Karen O., and her boyfriend at the time, uh, who was the singer for the band The Liars, Angus Andrew. Mm-hmm. So the the rumor, the idea, is that MAPS stands for My Angus Please Stay. So it's a song about... You know, both of them are in bands. They both go on the road. They never get to see each other. Uh, Don't fuck anyone while you're on the road, pretty much. Right. Uh, The video, though, that's like, that's the big one. The video is like everywhere. It was like MTV, MTV2, like heavy rotation. Yeah. They're playing in like a high school gymnasium, like an audition kind of a thing. And, you know, Karen, I was just doing that standing still. Real, like, the weird pose, you know? She yeah, did. it's very orchestrated. Very orchestrated. That classic Karen O haircut. The bowl cut. The bowl cut with the bangs that go just over the eyes. Yeah. Ev- okay. 
So she's also known for her clothing. Yes. That her friend, her friend makes all of her. Oh, really? Costumes. I did not know that. I'm going to Google it. Google that. So as a woman, you are a woman. Uh, That is how I identify. Yes. Yes. Did you, did you or the girls that you knew want to be Karen O? Yeah. Because every, every girl that I knew back in like 03, 04, like had this big Karen O. They all went through a Karen O phase. It's the big bangs, the bowl cut, the weird clothes. Uh, yeah, everyone wanted to be Karen O. Um, yeah, because she's su- such a fucking cool looking person. I obviously don't fucking know her. She could be a total nightmare. Mm-hmm. But her style is very cool. She seems, she's always come across as a very like, down to earth approachable right. but i had a bowl cut when i was six there's a photo of it oh yeah um, right over so there. i can't pull that off as an adult i don't think anyone really can uh, you can only pull that off if you're karen o. yeah if you if you're in a band you can pull that off yeah she uh she had she had a very interesting look she was very pretty but she had very interesting unique features that's that's the phrasing i'll use unique features You finding out about her friend, the yeah, I'm looking it up. Clothing maker is her friend. Like, is she a designer or just a friend of hers that makes stuff? For fun? Um, Chris, Christian Joy. She's a uh, she was a fashion designer. Um, let's see. Yeah, she's an American fashion designer, and they were friends, and she started making her costumes for their shows and then so when the yeah yeah yeah's got huge obviously like like we were just talking about karen pulled her up yeah. and now like if if you go to her website like it lists all these collaborations that she did with like uh vogue and top shop and bands and childish gambino you know and now like that's how it works you bring your friends up yeah yeah you 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 help you help your fellow man or woman out, if your fellow person, mm-hmm. bring them up with. If you know someone who has a talent, bring them up with you. That goes to everyone out there. So you should, vid- hmm? No, go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, you should always use your space and platform to... Hold one moment. <laughs> All right, we are back. Sorry, had a little. Had to answer the door for a signature required UPS drop off. So I think what I was saying um, before the UPS person came mm-hmm. was that you should always use sp- your space and platform. Yes. To advocate for other people who don't have one. One hundred percent. And I think that's cool that she did that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that that video was everywhere, dude. Everywhere, everywhere. Bombastic, like that song put them on the map. <laughs> See what I did? Uh, it was nominated for four MTV Video Music Awards at the 2004 award ceremony: Best Art Direction, Best Editing, Best Cinematography, and the MTV Two Award. Super emotional video, like where she cries and shit. That she's really crying. Because her boyfriend was supposed to show up to the set and, like, didn't show up to, like, the tail end of it. Uh, and they, she, they were leaving for tour the next day. She wasn't going to see him for, like, months. Yeah. So she's, like, really crying in the video. Pretty uh, pretty sad shit. Is she with this no. turd anymore? No. Because I knew she had a child. And I didn't. Yeah. This guy sounds like a real turd. Yeah, he sounds like a real turd. Um, every video, every picture I've ever seen of him, he was wearing overalls and no shirt. Cool guy. We s- I saw that at the grocery store the other day, and it grossed me out. You saw somebody with overalls and no shirt? I was at the grocery store, <laughs> and the guy was wearing a bucket hat, co- uh, overalls, no shirt. And, like, he wasn't... Dad, he was dad bod. Like, 
Don't one, pu- one pulling it off? No. Overalls also, are not a shirt. It's not a shirt, dude. <laughs> no one wants to see your tits. No one wants to see your armpits. No. Yeah. Dude. Put a shirt on. Put a fucking shirt on. Take that bucket hat off. Uh, this song was super influential, like I said. Uh, are you familiar with the song Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson? I've heard it. Okay. That The writer of that song blatantly ripped off maps, especially in the uh, the bridge guitar breakdown part. Yeah. So I'm going to play the two snippets back to back right now so you can hear it because it's insane. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Did she, did Karen O sue them? Uh, no, but she uh, said in an interview that, um, oh, I forgot, I had it in here and I lost it. She was very upset by it. She thought it was very tacky. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the writer of the song loved, the, loved maps and said, quote, if they would just uh, write a damn pop chorus on it. So <laughs> he just wrote, since you've been gone and made it, Put a pop Popping. course. It's a, it, Since You've Been Gone is a poppy maps. Uh, the bridge breaks are the, they're, they're so, we just heard them. They're the exact same. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Pitchfork ranked at number six, best song of the decade. Wow. Rolling Stone, number six, greatest song of the century. That's how I praise. It's a lot of songs. It's a, uh, it's a banger. It's a definite banger. Yeah. Uh, and it's also the one song of theirs that doesn't sound like the others. Like the rest of their stuff is very like, yeah, that electro trash, more rockin', loud dance, you know? Yeah. And this one is a downer, <laughs> but a banger of a downer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that guitar, dude, that bridge guitar bridge thing is so fucking big. And I don't know what that that, that guy was saying. There is a pop course on it. Just because it's, it's not rhyming about a boy, it's, it's effective. Yeah. Wait, they don't love you like I love you. Wait. Well, even like the whole like vocal structure, mm-hmm. like how, you know, she repeats the words mm-hmm. and like I always thought that was a really interesting part about it. And she gets higher and louder. Yeah. yeah. And then like the way she sings maps, like that's so yeah. fucking it's so good. It's a great jam. I did not own any Yeah Yeah records. I was I was not a uh I was not a uh, early two thousands indie, I guess, fan. I was. Yeah, there were a lot of those. There's like, you know, Death Cab and all that kind of stuff that a lot of people like I said on a previous episode. You know, your group of friends either keeps listening to punk rock or you stray or yeah. you go to like emo or indie rock. And then they eventually meet back up again. Well, so in 2003, I was really into, I guess it was probably 2004 by the time I heard mm-hmm. the yeah, yeah, yeah's. But I was really into this album, but then also Nick Zinner was in a band with members of the Blood Brothers and the Locust. And they were in uh called Headwound City. Yeah. And they were like in a like a hardcore band. So like a lot of those mm-hmm. worlds like crossed over. Yeah, they did. Um I was way into Blood Brothers and the Locust, but those were both like um what would you describe that genre? Not Hardcore Blood Brothers and yeah, Orchid. Yeah, those are post-hardcore bands. Post-hardcore, very. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, screamo, scrams, whatever you want to call it. Blast beats. Yeah, I really like Blood Brothers because their vocal arrangements, their two voices are so different, but they work so well together. So well together. Yeah, they're like super nasally, high shit. Yeah, it's. Mm. Where is love now? Where is love now? Where is love now? 
it'll probably come up on an episode. I'm very sure. Yeah, it's in it's in my it's in my pocket. So yeah, that was my pick. Maps. Oh, what a nice little episode. Yeah, it was it, uh, women, women centric. Women and yeah. women first. <laughs> Yeah, we got uh, interrupted by the UPS guy who brought back uh, a guitar. Tell, tell us your story. You want to hear the whole story? Okay, so... Condense it. I buy and sell gear uh, locally and online, and I sold a guitar for a friend of mine um, and shipped it. Shipped it out. Uh, and... Uh, you shipped it through work. Through work, through FedEx. Um, and, you know, you can follow the track. You can track a shipment, which I always do. And I noticed three days later, it still said label created and it hasn't updated. And then the buyer messages me the next day asking, hey, what's going on? I, you know, well, it's apparently didn't get scanned. Blah, blah, blah. Cut to almost a month later. Uh, still saying label created. It's not anywhere. FedEx is scrambling trying to figure out what's going on because you also shipped out a box of pedals from work and yeah. those did not get scanned either those are still mia um so this guitar was missing uh i filed a lost claim uh and it went to this like, internal investigation department uh where they thought the driver might have snagged it not scanned it and uh Took it. You know, like a liar. And then uh, it, seem, it's, it seems like two day, two or three days after that investigation opened, it just appeared. It appeared. It just like, like a missing plane just like popped up on radar. Yeah. One day out of blue clear sky, I got a letter from Jenny. Yeah, just uh, there it is. A month and a half later. And then the, well, the buyer bought another guitar. Didn't need this one. So he just slapped another label on it, shipped it back to me. Well, here it is in what looks like a different box. None of my original packing materials are in it. Um, the guitar was put in there upside down. I wholeheartedly believe the FedEx driver stole my guitar and was being investigated. Uh, the heat was coming down on him, so he threw it back in a box and just had it shipped out. Yeah. Quick. You know, he has access to, like, he works for FedEx. You can throw it on a truck, you know? And, uh, yeah. Who is he? He's an asshole, sir. It's just weird that it went from label created to now it's at your house. Yeah. It's really upsetting. It, thank, thank God it's not broken. It's just thrown in a shitty box. I'm very upset about it. It's, it's a weekend. It's been, uh, it's been an ongoing ordeal for a whole month. Well, the problem is, is it wasn't mine. It was a consignment sell, so I reimbursed the buyer or the, the original seller because I, I had to refund the buyer. So we refunded him the money that he paid, and then I had to give money to the seller because he was out of guitar and money. Yeah. So I had to give him money for it because it's not there. And now it's here, so now I own it. So now I've got to put it back up for sale. Uh, it was really upsetting. It was it was a clusterfuck to say the least. But hey, it's back now. It's not broken. It's not broken. I want that driver to be fucking arrested though. <laughs> I, I there's no way in hell he didn't steal it. A I box, a guitar doesn't come. Packing material doesn't just like disappear from a box. Right. You know. Arrest him. Please arrest him. Simon says arrested. Uh, those pedals are gone too. So there's thousands of dollars worth of pedals that are missing. Well, maybe he needed that money. Maybe. 
Maybe. We don't know. We don't know other people's situations. That's very true. Uh, I know the situation of this show. It was fun. It was a good one. It was. Uh, we talked about some things. Man, I... I would like if that 80s sound kind of came back. It is a little, right? Like synthy, kind of poppy. Like new wave? Well, like J- Johnny... Johnny. Is that his name? John Mayer. Johnny Mayer. <laughs> old Johnny Mayer. Put out a record recently, and the album cover is super 80s, mm-hmm. and it's very 80s stylistically. Yeah. Uh, Bruno Mars always does like 80s style. You know. Are these musicians relevant still? Uh, I believe so. Maybe not. But, you know, all the pop now, it's it's very, they just steal other people's music. You know, like that Olivia Rodrigo that blatantly ripped off Paramore for a song. You keep bringing her up, man. Because it's upsetting. She <laughs> did it with Avril Lavigne like a year before that. Like, just do your, I mean, I know she didn't write it. Somebody else wrote it. But, and you're young. You probably doesn't know who fucking Paramore is. Yeah, it's a it's a. I hit. think that all musicians steal music, but you should. Everyone is influenced. For sure. But when you just like that, that is that song. Good for you. The chorus is. Have you heard it put together with the Paramore song? It's the same song. Like how maps and since you've been gone bridges are exactly the same. It's that. hate this man machine gun kelly <laughs> he just put out a song recently that is brain stew by green day 100 percent, the same fucking song mm-hmm. uh, i get being influenced but you can't just outright play the same thing i know there's only a, s- a certain number of chords to play and so many progressions to play them in but when you just don't steal don't moral of the story don't steal don't steal yeah yeah uh and lift your friends up yeah lift your goddamn friends up <laughs> uh this has been good uh, well, i'm excited to go eat i was schnitzel. gonna say i'm very excited we're gonna go to royal bavaria i'm stoked for your parents birthdays for my yeah my parents birthdays are here's you and hear something really weird about my parents their birthdays are nine days apart this is the story of a girl and they are also nine years apart from one another weird that's weird the birthdays are nine days apart my mom's my dad's the 18th my mom's is the ninth nine there's there's some symbology there there's something going on not a word symbolism i'm sure the word you were looking for was symbolism what is the symbolism there wow uh yeah i guess we'll go eat we'll get we'll get out of here and get her done no, we won't. As We're not going to say that. One of the greatest comics of all time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Also, shout out to Norm MacDonald, RIP. Oh, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Before we get out of here. I got that news via text message. And all it, well, all it said was, Norm MacDonald, that sucks. And I was like, what does that mean? I had no context for it. So I Googled, just Google Norm MacDonald. I was like, oh, did he get me too or something? <laughs> no. I see a headline, Norm MacDonald, SNL alum, dead at 61. Like, fuck. Fuck. He'd been battling cancer for nine years. Nine. Told, nine. Told one person. One person. Didn't tell his family, didn't tell his friends, because he didn't want people to treat him differently. No, you said that he didn't want people to, like, not... He didn't want to, like, bring down people with his illness. Right. But he also didn't want to, like, he didn't want people to, like, you know, you tell someone you have cancer, they're going to, you know, oh, I'm so, like, no. Like, fake empathy? Yeah. And he wanted, because he was still doing stand-up. He didn't want, he wanted to be about the comedy and the jokes and not about his illness. illness. Yeah. So he just, you know, fought it hard and then passed on. He was 61. He was funny as shit. Probably one of my favorite comics. The way he spun a yarn. Very original. He made a lot of ridiculous movies. Yeah, but they're great. We watched Dirty Work the other night in, in memoriam. And yeah. it holds up. It's cheesy, but it's supposed to be. 
I think all the movies from that era, that group of SNL characters, they're all kind of like that, mm -hmm. you know? Well, with Norm MacDonald, it's the joke is the joke is that it's bad. Yeah. Like it's purposely written that way. Right. It's making fun of those kind of movies. Uh, yeah. So that's a sad day. R.I.P. R.I.P. Thanks, R Norm. Thanks, Norm. What about in the old days when they took pictures of you way, way back, you know, where they pulled that thing and it exploded and stuff? <laughs> I got a picture of my great-grandfather. The thing took six hours uh, taking your picture, and uh, there's a picture of my great-grandfather, one. They only had, every guy had one picture back then. <laughs> and it's just him, like... I gotta get back, feed them hogs. <laughs> Who's gonna feed the hogs? <laughs> Somebody gotta feed them hogs. Now, in the future, of course, it'll be different. 50 years from now, people will be going like, hey, you wanna uh, see 100,000 pictures of my great-grandfather? <laughs> I got him right here, plus everything he did every day of his life. All right, Peter, this episode, we'll see you guys next week. You will hear us next week. You'll hear you us will next not week. visually, you will not see, visually us. see us. Probably never. I thought about doing a video podcast. I then you gotta like, I gotta make sure there's no boogies in my nose. And I don't want to deal with another layer of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, we might do a live recording one day. That is the plan. We're getting, we're etching closer to that too. The 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 days. The years stop coming. They don't stop coming. It just keeps... I know. Just end the episode. All right. <laughs>